On the first day of the Dragon Boat Festival long weekend, KMT presidential candidate Ho Yo Yi did not struggle to get his egg to stand upright as part of a game on a live Instagram video. However, Ho is struggling with something more important, his low ratings in opinion polls. Some KMT lawmakers are urging the party to find a new presidential candidate if his poll numbers don't start picking up soon. After just two tries, KMT presidential candidate Ho Yoi was able to get his egg to stand upright. The fun game was part of Ho's live Instagram broadcast, which also featured a rapid-fire Q&A session. The live video was part of an effort to attract young voters, but it seemed to not be an effective stunt, as only about 100 people tuned in to the program. Ho led a cheer, urging for the public to elect him, but the new Taipei mayor might be counting his chickens before they hatch, as he's been in last place in six successive opinion polls. Some KMT lawmakers have had enough. They're firing the first shots of calls to switch the party's presidential candidate. They're also encouraging party leaders to install a requirement for candidates to receive at least 15% of support from the public in opinion polls. We've had enough, as anybody would be anxious with the numbers. Before July 23rd, when we hold our party plenary, we need to have an idea about what decision we'll probably have to make based on the circumstances. I support this idea. If poll numbers aren't going up, then our party needs to make a decision. It's hard to watch because it's going to be difficult to win like this. They just don't know what's going on. Grassroots politicians start to get anxious when the party's top brass are struggling in the polls. Yet Ho has chosen to remain calm as he's calling for his party to be united in order to win. Don't worry, we're going to be united and together we'll jump higher and cover greater distances. In the end we'll win and we'll reach our goals. So let's go forward together. In the latest BCC Gallup poll, Ho only received 17%, which isn't far from the suggested 15% minimum. To make matters worse, Ho has insisted on building from his base in New Taipei City and having a platform with more moderate views. China-friendly lawmakers are worried that if Ho doesn't adjust his campaign strategy, he won't be able to turn things around in the opinion polls. The Industrial Research Technology Institute, or ITRI, has announced five gold medalists of its annual Elite Awards. They include an AI-assisted retinal diagnostic tool and a new treatment for wet, age-related macular degeneration. The awards ceremony coincides with ITRI's 50th anniversary. ITRI President Edwin Liu expressed hope that the institute will further integrate corporate management, digitization and international collaboration to pursue innovative solutions and value creation. Looking through the lens, this device seems like an ordinary camera, but it contains an AI model trained over 100,000 images of the fundus of the eye. It's capable of detecting diabetic retinopathy. This product uses object detection to inform non-ophthalmologists about the severity of the disease, classifying it as mild, moderate, or moderately severe. Once the fundus is mapped, it can immediately detect the location of the symptoms within three seconds or even as fast as one second. 
This valuable innovation won a gold medal from ITRI for outstanding research. Another winner is this world-first eyedrop treatment for treating wet macular degeneration. It breaks with the traditional treatment of eye injections, saving patients the discomfort of looking at a needle. Having needles inserted directly into your eyes is actually a very scary means of treatment. We thought about whether the method of using eye drops could replace this technology. This product can achieve safe and effective transmission, and it can provide a very high dosage. Five gold medalists were unveiled at ITRI's Elite Awards press conference, a showcase of value-oriented innovation. ITRI celebrates its 50th anniversary this year, and its president, Edwin Liu, spoke about his hopes for its future. We hope that this organization can enhance its efficiency through corporate management and agile management. That's as far as organizational operation goes. As for research, we hope that our colleagues can continue to strive for value innovation, not just technological innovation. ITRI has been a significant contributor to Taiwan's economic growth. As it heads into its next 50 years, it will continue to play an important role in nurturing Taiwan's industries. National Tsinghua University's student-run car factory released its seventh-generation Formula racing car, and this electric version features a driverless mode. The university's newest version is 40 kilograms lighter than its last car, and after getting third place in a pre-race online test, the team is confident that in August it will be able to get high rankings in two Formula student races being held in Europe. This is the first time we've installed a driverless system in an electric car. This car can have somebody driving it and there's a driverless mode too. On top of this, we've continued to design the car to be lighter just like we did with the previous six generations. Last year we went to Europe and entered the Formula Student Germany, where we got 18th place out of 16 electric car contestants. In Croatia there were 30 electric cars competing and we got 5th place. We hope to get an even better place this year at Formula Student Germany. Taking 10 months to complete, the new version is 40 kilograms lighter than the previous generation. The 7th generation also features a driverless system. The car has already qualified for two Formula student races taking place in Europe in August. And the team is brimming with confidence after it took home third place in a pre-race online test run. A Xinzhu police officer recently made headlines when he recognized a suspect at a large on the street through a car window. His sharp observational skills led to the suspect's arrest. Today, we take a look at some of the skills police officers and detectives need to solve tough cases. According to Xinzhu police, a good memory is vital. Many cases are solved with CCTV footage, but that still requires police to know the face when they see it. They also shared how doing research on the suspect's background can be useful. When the suspect knows the police are clued up, they are less likely to try to hide what they have done. A flat nose, large ears, a square face. This drawing clearly captured the defining features of the suspect's face. Even the slight wrinkles are included. This is the drawing that helped the Xinju officer identify the suspect. 
In cases where there have been serious crimes, theft, repeated drug offenses, or repeated offenses in general, we prioritize memorizing the distinctive features of their faces. To spot a suspect, officers also need to understand suspects' backgrounds, their tactics and frequently visited locations, as well as the clothes they tend to wear. Using all those bits of information, they're more likely to spot a fugitive. Many criminal investigations now rely on CCTV footage, which means a strong memory is even more useful than ever. You can work out who the person is just from looking at CCTV footage. You can spot them at a glance, and that cuts down the length of the investigation a huge amount. Especially now, many cases are solved by assessing CCTV cameras. Officers can also pick up clues about potential suspects while walking down the street. It's the body language. Sometimes you can tell someone's a drug user from behind. Taoyuan Patrol Police Corps scan the streets like radar, searching for trouble. As one officer explained, only experience can earn that kind of eagle eye. Sometimes we can use a rule of thumb with some observations. For example, why would somebody lower their head or turn around and try to leave as soon as they see a police officer? That's obviously suspicious. And when the police catch a suspect, if they're inclined to deny everything, police have psychological tactics. The suspect doesn't know you, but you, the police officer, know their name perfectly well. You can talk in detail about their background and who they're dating. That breaks down their psychological defenses. They get scared, intimidated. They think, "Wow, the police are amazing. They know everything about me." That's really helpful for future interrogations. They're less confident telling a pack of lies. A good memory and observational skills are the basic tools of the trade for police officers and detectives. These skills mean more cases are solved and society has a little more protection. Beloved Taiwanese badminton star Dai Ziying is looking to win the Taipei Open for a fifth time. Today, she faced 19-year-old Tenya Himanth, who hails from India and is currently ranked 57th in the world. The differences in their skill levels was clear to see, with Dai winning in two sets, 21-11 and 21-6, it only took Dai 28 minutes to advance to the quarterfinals, where she will face Thai competitor Supanira Keitong. Wanting to see their brilliance of Taiwan's most famous female badminton star in person, a large group of fans cheered on Dai Ziying, which gave her home court advantage. Dai mentioned that she was struggling a bit physically after finishing tournaments in Singapore and Indonesia. She added that after a few days of rest, she got back to normal and is ready for the challenge of facing opponents with different playing styles. On the first day of the Dragon Boat Festival holiday, it is a tradition custom to stand eggs upright at noon to pray for good luck. On Thursday, the Taipei Zoo held two egg-standing events involving more than 200 people. There was more egg-themed fun to be had in Taipei, as a department store put its own twist on this tradition, inviting kids and their parents to come to a skating rink and balance ice eggs. Let's take you to this festive reverie. 
At 12pm, children release their hands and look to see if their eggs are standing upright. Some were successful on the first try, while others refused to give up and kept trying until they made it stand up. The Taipei Zoo held two egg standing events at two different locations in the zoo, involving more than 200 people in a colourful scene. In addition to the egg standing games, there was also a market. The zoo took advantage of the Dragon Boat Festival holiday spirit to combine it with biological education. There were activities involving bird egg identification, DIY hanging ornaments in the shape of zongzis, and at one store, kids' foreheads were marked with the character for King and Rielga wine to symbolically ward against evil. Our goal is to have more than 25,000 people come every day during the four-day holiday. So we hope we can bring 100,000 visitors to the zoo. Also taking advantage of the Dragon Boat Festival spirit were executives at a department store who held a special ice egg activity at a skating rink. It's fun. It's just that it's a little difficult to make the egg stand upright. Sometimes it's hard to stand up and sticks to my glove and falls down again. This is very suited to the occasion. It's been so long since I balanced an egg upright during Dragon Boat Festival. I originally thought it would be a real egg. I never thought that it would be egg-shaped frozen ice. This is quite difficult, but it's very exciting. Traditional customs and innovative games were not the only item on people's holiday agendas. Some people wore skis and tried to grab red flags from their coaches. During the time for the Dragon Boat races at Dragon Boat Festival, they were doing this activity in the nearby indoor ski runs. The coach will deliberately make things difficult for us, which is quite interesting, because I never thought that we could play a game like this. It's so much fun. Coming to the rink during Dragon Boat Festival marks a break with Taiwanese tradition. But people certainly enjoyed the fun and cool change away from the hot, humid weather. As the summer holiday approaches, many people plan to go rafting on Shogulan River in Hualien. The county's health bureau has commissioned Hualien Hospital to set up two mobile emergency first aid stations in tourism areas, mid-river and downriver. They will be there for 82 days until September 10th. Tourists will be able to enjoy themselves, and if any have an uh, accidental injury, they can also get immediate relief. Since 2008, from the end of June through the peak summer season, every year Hualien Hospital has set up emergency medical aid stations in these locations. If you are worried about getting injured from stone knocks during rafting or getting bitten by bugs, you are able to get immediate treatment. Taiwan's representative to Hungary has appeared on Hungarian TV to promote links between the two countries. Diplomat Liu Shizhong got the call after the acclaimed children's performance group Paper Windmill Theatre made its debut in Hungary. 
paper windmills show about the legendary deity Nuoja made quite a splash in Hungary. Sponsored by the General Association of Chinese Culture, the show was performed for Ukrainian refugees in neighboring Hungary. They all used the occasion to highlight Taiwan and Hungary's shared values of democracy and human rights. Taiwan's envoy to Hungary, Liu Shizhong, shows off a Bu Daishi puppet of Nuo Jia and introduces it in Hungarian. Nuo Jia Vajo, you look at Kivano. Taiwanic, Mind Majolok, Kedveshek. He was invited onto this Hungarian network TV show after a media frenzy was ignited by the local debut of Paper Windmill Theater in collaboration with the GACC. Taiwan and Hungary may seem very far apart, but we both have a lot of rich culture. So what's most important now is that we close the gap between Taiwanese and Hungarian culture and get to know each other better with events like this. Paper Windmill Theatre recently performed in Hungary and even gave out traditional Taiwanese delicacies for the audience, festive zongzi and Taiwanese spring rolls. The main purpose of their trip was to showcase Taiwanese culture, in particular share the inspiring myth of Nuojia with Ukrainian refugees in Hungary. The head of the General Association of Chinese Culture, Formosa Li, was then asked to appear on TV and share Taiwan's democratic spirit. Taiwan and Hungary have some shared values, such as freedom, democracy and human rights. On the basis of these values, I believe that we can create a closer relationship between our two countries. This is Paper Windmill's first billing in Europe for 30 years. The shadow of the Ukraine war and Taiwan's urgent desire to build ties with Europe has brought the power of art to the fore. More and more companies are adopting reusable cups in the aim of becoming more environmentally friendly. They are rented in store and brought back to any of their branches of the store to be washed and reused. You can use one hundreds of times. But have you ever considered how these cups get washed and maintained? Today, we take a visit to the cleaning facility where these super cups are brushed up for their next performance. If you forget to take your own thermos or cup to the coffee shop, it's easy to get a reusable cup from the store. But do you know how the company cleans and sterilizes these cups? Let's take a look at the process. Once on the production line, damaged cups are filtered out. A worker assesses how dirty the cup is and places it in a tub. The water current will gently push it onward. The stain remover powder in the water. When the water is 50 to 55 degrees in temperature, this powder is the best thing to remove the grime from the cups. After the cups have been rinsed in cleaning fluid, they go in the washing machine. The soap suds are rinsed away with spray, and they go in a high-temperature disinfectant machine. Finally, they cool down in a dryer and are sent to an inspector, who will check their up to standard before packing them up to be returned to the store. The whole process takes about 30 minutes. This facility can handle up to 6,000 cups a day. And to make sure standards are high, this test is also vital. 
The first batch of cups to be washed goes through a four-step test. We only put through a large batch of cups for that day after the first batch tests negative. The cups are made with food-grade polypropylene, which can stand temperatures up to 120 degrees and be reused almost 1,000 times. If about 10% of users can get in the habit of using a reusable cup, then over one year we will save 60 million cups, which is about 750,000 kilograms of garbage. If the cup has any damage or scrapes on it, then it gets broken down and remade into another product, such as a flower pot or a plastic container, a garbage can or a plastic floor tile. From cleaning and reuse systems to recycling materials into new products, about 833 convenience stores and fast food outlets in Taiwan are currently implementing some form of reusable cup in an effort to make their businesses less wasteful. Summer is officially here. The Central Weather Bureau says a high-pressure system in the Pacific Ocean has extended its reach to Taiwan, and the weather now will follow patterns associated with Taiwan's summertime. When it's not raining, the island's top temperatures will climb over 30 degrees. Early this morning, the apparent temperature in Taipei soared to 37 degrees. The Taipei Zoo even offered the animals frozen sugarcane, carrots, apples and bananas to stimulate their appetites. The Bureau says that starting Saturday, there will be more pronounced thunderstorms in the afternoon. So remember to bring an umbrella when you head out the door. Particularly next Tuesday through to Thursday, a low-pressure system in the south will bring in moisture. So the southern areas can look forward to a wave of rainfall that will cool down temperatures a bit.